for joining me. Nice to see you again. I'm not sure why you're here. You must be really hard up for some surf talk if you're tuning into me. But it's me, Jeff. I'm a uh, small, small wave lover. I'm a Craigslist scroller. Craigslist scroller. I'm a Nicorette chewer. Nicorette. I need a piece of Nicorette right now. Kids, do as I say, not as I do. <clears throat> and um, by that I mean by the... Uh, Generic brand of Nicorette because the uh, the name brand stuff's too expensive. What else? I'm a Honda Pilot driver. I'm a six eight to seven ten mid length ripper shredder, and uh, I'm a midlife surfer. And you're here. And uh, would you believe it's three forty two a.m. on a Tuesday morning? I got out of bed around three. Woke up. Woke up this morning. Got yourself a gun. I tried to watch all of Sopranos again this year. But I bailed after, I think, midway through the third season. But goddamn, that's a good show. Gosh darn, I mean, that's a good show. Anyway, I don't know. Something about my uh, my old age. <laughs> I don't feel old at all. I'm not old. I'm 39. But sometimes I just wake up. You got stuff on your mind. You want to get stuff done. And I did want to get a pot out. <clears throat> I don't know if this is going to post before Christmas. I hope so. It depends on uh, what what's on Adam Montiel's table. But anyway... We are here. It is um, Tuesday, December 22nd. I am Jeff, your midlife surfer host, and I'm glad you joined me. Do you like Christmas music? I love Christmas music. I do. I, uh, I, think, I think it's harder to get in the Christmas spirit, at least for me, the older I get. You know, you nostalgically look back on those days. I, I had a great childhood. I have great Christmas memories, and I just have always adored Christmas. It's just a great time to reflect with your, you know, on your year, spend special time, special moments with your family, all that cliche corny shit. That is all true. You know, put on a couple pounds. My wife makes these peanut butter balls. They're like Rice Krispies with, I think, a flour and peanut butter. And then she dips them in chocolate. And they are so good. But God, they make me feel like crap. Just minutes later. That's the mark of good sweets. If it makes you feel shitty... An hour later, you know you're doing something good. Um, happy holidays to you. Happy Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Don't say Happy New Year's. If you do, I forgive you because everyone does it. But don't say Happy New Year's. <laughs> say Happy New Year. <clears throat> Boy, does it sound like I'm doing a podcast at 3.47 in the morning? Sure feels like it. I'm not on my A game right now. Um... Let's do this. Let's talk about some friends of the show briefly. Lazy Surfer. Get it on your Android. Get it on your iPhone. It's an app. It's going to tell you when and where your favorite spots are firing. It optimizes your experience. You go out. Let's say you caught some waves on a beach break, a random beach break. You live in, I don't know, Seaside, Oregon? Do I have any listeners in Oregon? By the way, Clean Line Surf, not a sponsor. I'm going to talk about a sponsor inside of a quote-unquote sponsor. Clean Line Surf, great spot. Um... Great website, uh, great service, and they're out of Seaside, Oregon. I've ordered wetsuits from Clean Line Surf, which sucks. I have you know about 10 surf shops in this town, but 
I can't lie. It's really easy. And they have good deals and they're really nice. They ship you a product and they put Starbursts in the box. Um, Starburst the candy that is. They write you a little handwritten thank you note. Anyway, Clean Line Surf up in Seaside, Oregon. So let's say you're in Seaside, Oregon and you found a random break or a spot in front of your, <clears throat> in, in front of the bus stop that, uh, that you used to go to work uh, as a barista at Starbucks. And you caught some great waves there and it was epic. Well, you can log that in. You could log that session and uh, what that, this app does is it uses all of that data. It measures the wind, the sun, the moon, the stars, the swell, and what board you were riding. And uh, you log it. it. It logs that data and it's going to remind you or tell you the next time um, those conditions arise again, so you could have that same experience. It's not like surf line. There's not cameras everywhere. You got to load your own surf spots. That's kind of a good thing though. You kind of geotag it. You pin your location. Um, so check it out. Lazy surfer. Uh, search it in an app store near you. Secondly, Timber Surf Co. Timber Surf Co. The guy takes Ryan Lynch, he's out of Santa Cruz. He's booking right now. Shapers are kicking ass right now. But it's EPS core board. I'm not an EPS guy. If, if you're my loyal listeners, no, I'm not an EPS guy. An EPS guy. Excuse me. Dry cough. Um, yeah, EPS. He uses eighth inch redwood decks. And this is reclaimed lumber out of the Santa Cruz Dam Mountains. These trees have stories. They have a soul. This wood has a soul. And they're, they're fell, fallen, tr- felled trees? <laughs> is that the right term? I think it is. Proud of myself there. Felled trees. No two boards are alike. You know, the knots, the um, medullary rays. Anyway, wood is cool. Wood is strong. Wood is time-tested. You know that. Timbersurfco.com. Ryan built me a mini Simmons, a 6.0 Simmons. It's got a cork bottom. And as I said, I'm not an EPS guy, but in combination with the wood, it feels good. It's got some flex to it. And, um, and it's never going to dent. It's never going to yellow. They're tough as shit. You're helping saving the world with every surfboard. I'm guilty of this, but polyurethane boards, PU boards, they're not good for the environment, the resin and the blank itself. I, I think, I'm not sure what the term is, a half-life, but they never die. Someday when you're long and dead, your board's going to be not decaying <laughs> in a landfill. And, uh, and that's a bad thing. So, you know, this guy's putting his, um, his ethos where his, uh, where his, where his hands are. His, he's putting his ethos where his hands are and building you a, uh, an ethical surfboard and has some really cool, fun shapes. And he's constantly developing. We text. What I like about Ryan is how passionate he is about surfing. He's excited. And, um, you know, he's a young man with a young family doing it. And if you want to own, you know, uh, a really kick-ass custom-made surfboard, Timber Surf Co. Check him out on Instagram as well, Timber Surf Co. So those are friends of the show. Um, what else do I got for you? Oh, yeah, you got to donate, right? Midlifesurfer.com. Go there, click the buy me a coffee if you want to throw some bucks our way. And Tony in Santa Cruz, I mentioned surfing with a listener named Tony. Tony... You're a better surfer than me, and you're more generous than me. You donated to the pod, and that was too cool. So I've gotten a handful of donations. I'm not doing it for the money, but it doesn't hurt either. 
Um, you know, it's a listener supported podcast. I have to pay uh, a monthly fee to keep this thing posted online for you. And, uh, and also Adam edits this. He's the one who, he's the one who makes my voice sound cool at the start of it and maybe throws a reggae horn in there and uh, adds the music beds. And sure, I could probably do it, but not as well as Adam does. Not as well as Adam does. And he's got the software and the know-how and uh, he just takes time out of his day to knock it out real quick. So I, uh, everything you send, every dollar you send, um, Adam's getting a, a, a big chunk of it. So anyway, <clears throat> Midlife Surfer podcast, if you want to, uh, if you want to donate to the pot. Okay. Did you watch, do you watch WSL World Surf League? Do you know about Eric Logan getting COVID while on pipeline? <laughs> Suspending the damn thing. All these surfers fly from all over the world and now they got to wait around because an executive got COVID. Why were you there, Elo? I don't get it. Anyway, I watch WSL and I'm part of uh, Fantasy Surfing. With w- but the, the advertisements are over, by the way. This, sounds, this sounded like an advertisement for a second. They're not advertisements. They're just talking about friends of the show, quote to speak. So, quote to speak? So to speak? Yeah. It's 3.57 now in the morning. Join me on this journey of mumbling over myself. Let me get some coffee and get my game together. Stand by. It's ah. good Joe right there. Anyway, all I wanted to say was I watched Pipe Masters this weekend. And even my wife watched it with me. You know, the YouTube, we have YouTube on our television now. We have the YouTube on our TV. <laughs> and you could stream it. And it's so fun. It's easy on the eyes. It's like watching golf. But um, I'm in a fantasy league. Uh, the Barrel Patrol guys are in that same league. They have a podcast as well. Um, you know, Eric, he's in the league. Our team name's called Viral Load. And, um, and it's pretty fun. And I'm in dead freaking last. I thought I was going to be cute. My top two surfers, I chose Jordy and I chose Kanoa Igarashi. And then this year, you could pick one surfer. They'll uh, double the score. So, you know, if, whatever, whatever Kanoa, if I chose him, whatever Kanoa scores, he scores a 10, then actually his points double up and, and I earn a 20 uh, for, the, uh, for the fantasy standings. Well, I got cute and I got my ass kicked in the Maui Pro because uh, because um, everyone I chose didn't do... Uh, Caroline Marks, she was my primo surfer. She didn't do as well. Anyway, so I thought I was going to uh, outsmart people. So I chose not Seth Moniz, but his younger brother, Josh Moniz, a North Shore local um, who's really good on that wave. I chose him as my power surfer. Well, he scored, I think, four points total and netted me eight total. And uh, I'm in dead last with many uh, events to go this season. And um, I'm already like, I'm like, the guy, I think there's like nine, nine players in this league. And then uh, the dude in eighth spot has, uh, is is ahead of me by like 190 points already or something. So it really embarrassing showing, but I recommend watching WSL. I can't get into regular sports this year. I I can't, I mean, I don't know. 2020 is just such been so odd, especially with sports. Um, It's the fake crowd noise that drives me nuts. I can't stand it. I love baseball enough where I tolerate it, but NBA, it really bugged me. NFL, I'm just, I'm just not in the mood. I'm actually into WSL this year more than any other sport. I'm surprised at how excited I was when it came back. Had it on my phone all day. I fixed a ding on my longboard listening to it. Also, oh, also, you might might heavily judge me for this, but my seven-year-old, is now into WWE and I've 
always, I mean, I don't actively follow it. Actually, I do now because my, my seven-year-old and I are getting into it again. But I've always had a, a warm spot in my heart for, for professional wrestling. It's a performance art unlike any other. And um, there's just nothing else like it. It's ridiculous. It's funny. Uh, it's just stupid. But then it's also good. I get wrapped into it just like the next man. And uh, don't judge wrestling fans. Okay? Anyway, I like wrestling and I like pro surfing in 2020. What an odd year. You know, I was jotting down some things, what, you know, this year. And I jotted this down at 3.15 this morning. So, and I, I, as you know, this, this podcast is kind of half-assed as I talk into my phone. And um, a couple things that just came to mind, tw- memories of 2021. Uh, that really beautiful memory I have with my son at a Warriors, a Santa Cruz Warriors game this year. We were going to go. I was going to go take him to see Steph up in the city, uh, but the but the but the league shut down, and that was that. Kobe Bryant passed away. Do you remember that when Kobe passed? That was crazy. And how long ago does that feel? Again, I felt like years ago. That was sad. Um, some other memories of this year, went to, had a nice surf trip in Baja. My first trip down in Baja, had a great time in Mexico in June. I was evacuated for a fire in August. Had to leave my house. Of course, uh, I guess the pandemic hit us. I don't know if you've heard. And I started a podcast. I got almost 8,000 downloads, uh, to date. Um, and I say that just to tell you that you too can start a half-ass podcast about anything you're interested in. Everyone's got a podcast now. It's almost cliche to even say, I almost embarrassed, I'm almost embarrassed to say even have a podcast when I'm talking to someone in conversation. Not that I, you know, bring it up, but now everyone has one now. Um, so you can too is my point. <laughs> and uh, that's what's, uh, this, this here internet's a game changer that way. Everyone's got a microphone uh, for better or worse. Everyone's got a voice. Um, I, I have a localized, I got a story real quick. I was going to go through all of the, uh, my, not all of them, but just kind of review some of my, the episodes this year that we did. In fact, I was going to name one thing I learned from almost every episode this year, uh, in the catalog. So if you're new to the midlife surfer podcast, you can go back and listen to, um, some, some other ones we did, uh, this year. And, uh, I don't know if, um, if I could stand to listen back to myself, then I, I may do the same, but I'm not sure I could tolerate that, so I recommend you do it for me. Um, but before I do that, I want to tell you about a localism experience I had, which was fantastic. Um, there's a spot south of us. I'm almost scared to name it. <laughs> now, there's a spot called Moss Landing, and it's apparently pretty heavily localized. Never surfed it before. I was planning on surfing Manresa with my buddy Jason. You know Jason. And uh, we're heading down there, and and I guess the call was, well, Manresa's not as big as it should be, and Moss is seven to eight feet, and blah, blah, blah. So this is a uh, a beach break close to Monterey, and it's apparently notoriously local. And uh, I haven't experienced too much localism. In fact, I'm embarrassed to say I feel like the grumpy local sometimes, but I surf the bunny slopes more often than I Capitola and the like. And there are so many new surfers out there that I find myself scolding people, not scolding them or threatening them or cussing them out or anything, but just kind of like, Hey, don't paddle into that. What are you thinking, man? Someone's on the wave or, you know, Hey, next time, you know, look over your shoulder <laughs> or, uh, you know, don't wear, you look really kooky when you wear gloves out in the water. No, I don't say that. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we get down there and we're unloading our car and um, tat, big bellied, tattooed dude, shirtless, 
you know, it's Saturday. It's it's early in the morning. I have a wet wetsuit. So we're talking probably 41, 42 degrees, maybe. Chilly as f***. You get out of the car. I'm already kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, we're surfing moss. I just think of moss as a difficult place to surf. Relentless beach break. I know it's, it reads seven to eight feet. It didn't surf that way. It wasn't, in the end, it wasn't too pounding at all, but it was fun. But get out of the car. I'm putting on my wet wetsuit. Me and Jason are there. And there's another Jason there as well, too. And, um, and, they, and there's lots of cars there. There are. And here comes his voice I hear talking toward us. You just get the f- out of our beach. I don't go to your, bringing all your f- friends to our beach. I don't come, I don't come up to your beach and, and surf your f- waves. Get the f- out of here. And then, the f- oh, first he says that, right? And so me, Jason, and the other Jason are just standing there. We're just looking at him now. Now he's about, I don't know, seven or eight feet away from us, just staring straight at us, <laughs> looking at us. And I guess we do look, look, look kooky. And it's true. I'm always annoyed when like three or four guys just show up and they paddle out to one spot. But this is a beach break and I didn't get in anybody's waves. And the guy, you know, perhaps he has a point. Anyway, it's kind of awkward and I'm not really concerned about violence because there's three of us and one of him. And, uh, you know, just get the f*** out of here. And then Jason, who you've heard on this pod before, he goes, uh, well, that's not a nice attitude which was funny to me. And, uh, and he turned and he, he gave him hell. And then he called him and then he drove away. Then he kicks his shitty little truck in reverse and it just burns it in reverse all the way down back out to the main drag to the Moss Landing exit or whatever. I found it charming. I did. Good for you for being local and trying to shoo us away. You didn't, but I'll be damned if I wasn't minding my P's and Q's, you know? I, I, I was not going to, I was not going to challenge. For one, it, there's a lot of good surfers down there. I am not one of them. And there's guys busting airs and it's just not my scene. I went out there and I found my own little break. I, it took me way too long to make the paddle out, but I got out. I found my own little break. I had fun, blah, blah, blah. I found it charming though. I did. In this age where everyone's got a Channel Islands mid-length or a wave storm, and everyone's calling themselves a surfer now, and myself included. Again, the irony is not beyond me. I started surfing in 2013, before the pandemic, but now everyone's doing surfing. And then also, stop, you know, I know, I, I guess, I, I mean, I have an Instagram account about a surf podcast. So again, the irony is not, um, I realize how hypocritical I sound, but sometimes I feel people started surfing just for the Instagram post. You get that impression sometimes? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, the guy was an asshole and uh, and blah, blah, blah. But I, I just finished reading Welcome to Paradise, Now Go to Hell by Chas Smith. Great book, funny book. And it's about North Shore localism. And I found it charming. I did. I found it like a vestige of surf culture that I, I think is dying. Uh, at least I don't run into it anymore. You know, I've always heard about how localized Santa Cruz has been, used to be. But now you could be the most local heavy. But when there's, you know, fucking... 150 other surfers out of Pleasure Point, what are you going to do? <laughs> You're outnumbered. You're going to have to deal with it or go to the beaches. And that's what I've been doing more often than not. So I kind of found it charming. And I've never experienced being on the bad end of localism. And uh, and I did. And it, it, it kind of, uh, it, you know, it, it was jarring for 10 minutes. But then that feeling subsided. And then once we paddled out, it was all good. And I didn't get in anybody's way. Don't get in anybody's fucking way. That's the... That's the, that's the uh, I mean, you know, on accident, sure, but just, you know, think, think a little bit, you know, if there's some, if there's two guys on the beach and they have this one wave, 
they don't paddle out to those two guys. Like, walk and find your own wave at the beach. Or if you have a bunch of friends, don't just pile out and then just go straight to the break. And these are the little things. There's little subtle etiquette, you know, that is indeed annoying. And and that guy's probably really annoyed with that. And we were the victims of his um, of his angst. And I found it kind of funny and kind of charming. So God bless you, localized man. <clears throat> okay. Surfboards I bought this year. I got my 6'8 Carver. I got that in the spring. Got a six-foot Mini Simmons from Timber Surf Co. Got that a couple months ago. 6'4 Quadfish. Bought that last month off Craigslist. That one's not used. It's not custom. I like that one a lot. That's by Doug Hout, by the way. So Junode Carver, Timber Surf Co. Simmons, and Doug Hout Quadfish. Those are my surfboards purchased this year. Don't tell my wife. And my surfboard of the year is the 6'8 Carver. It's the 2 plus 1. It's like a speed egg shape. I took it to Mexico. It's been treating me well. I took that out to the hook the other day. Had a great time on it. I, caught, I actually caught some decent waves. More, and more. I'm getting better at taking those steep takeoffs and being less intimidated by big beach breaks. Okay, I want to go through. I have 29 episodes under my belt. I want to go through them. And I, want, I just want to tell you one or two things I've learned from each one. Or maybe just highlight it to you. Okay, episode number one aired uh, March 12th. Don't listen to that one. That one's kind of embarrassing to listen back to. But you know why that episode is good? Is I just got off my ass and did it. I stopped thinking about what equipment am I going to get? What kind of microphone should I get? Didn't worry about the equipment. Didn't do. I just talked into my notes app or whatever, the, you know, audio notes app on my phone. I recorded that in January, actually, of this year. Like, I think it was my first or second day back at work on the road, uh, working out in the Central Valley, and then, and then heading back into the Bay Area, and I just knocked it out while on the road, and I just rambled for a half hour. So don't listen to that one. But um, it aired, it took me three months to finally post it, figure out how to put a podcast up. Episode two, I was sheltered in place. I was right when the shelter in place took place. So I'm hustling for toilet paper, and then I'm, again, I'm rambling about surf. That was an interesting time. All this, all this, think, think back in March when this happened, when you got alerts on your phone that there's a shelter in place occurring and, and, uh, and you're hearing about toilet paper shortages and wondering what this pandemic does and people are spraying their Amazon boxes with Clorox, you know, um, that episode was informed by that, uh, by that experience. Episode 25, we introduced, uh, episode three, rather, we, March 25th, we introduced you to Eric. Eric discussed the virtues of his hot, cool, goddamn glider. His source glider, it's so pretty. Seafoam green, it's 11 and foot or two. Let's see episode four, called that Millie Rockview. That was about uh, me taking a steep drop at a spot called Rockview at Pleasure Point with, uh, with Jason. Episode six, Eric was back. Can't remember that one at all, but I'm sure we had a, a killer episode. Uh, episode seven, black market haircuts. I discussed uh, wearing a face mask. Remember when wearing a face mask was foreign to you? Now it's like second nature. How we adapt. It's funny how that works. But anyway, um, it was also about me getting a secret haircut going through the back door. I recommend it. If, if your haircut, if your salon is shut down, you should somehow reach out to that person. Either invite them to your house to cut your hair in the backyard or just see if they'll have you over at their shop. I mean, seriously, the science, 
I'm, <laughs> I'm no, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the science is there. I mean, do any, everything at your own risk. But if you need a haircut, you're fine. Go get a damn haircut. Wear a mask, you know, wash your hands. Um, let's see. Episode eight was uh, me and Eric talking again. I think Eric came on this one as well, too. Episode nine, I talked to Giantine's Hendrik Bonzio. Hendrik is, um, if I recall, he's German, but he's out of Portugal. And Grip and Traction is the company, gripandtraction.com. He makes traction pads for surfboards. Cool dude. And you know what I learned from that episode was that, for one, Portugal's beautiful and there's a lot of surf breaks there. And then secondly, it's easy to do interviews over Zoom. You could just you could re, you could press record as you're going, and it's not as hard as it sounds. And uh, as Thomas Friedman said well, uh, years ago, the world is flat. That's what I learned from that episode. Episode 11, Instagram, Instagram personality, Jonathan Wayne Freeman. Funny dude, inspirational dude, sweet guy, great follow on Instagram. The guy's still continuing to get traction. Um, I see him promoting big brands now but doing it in a really authentic, cool way. Um, I'm no uh, social media marketing expert, but I imagine the way he promotes brands is organic and authentic uh, and earnest, and it's kind of the viral way that you really do want to get um, brand activation sensation. Jonathan Wayne Freeman uh, was doing this thing for Surfer Magazine called Surf Jeopardy during the pandemic, during the lockdowns, and it's just hilarious. Uh, and, uh, I guess you could say one thing I learned from that was just, uh, go, don't be, don't be shy to ask someone for an interview. I mean, he's, he's not a super celebrity, but, but he's kind of a big deal on Instagram and surfing. And I just shot him a direct message and the guy got right back to me and said, yeah, no problem. When do you want to do it? And we did it. And that was cool. Um, episode 12 titled artisan pizza. Um, Eric got tubed. He got actually a little barrel on his glider. He bought a pizza oven. We talk about sharks, and um, did I skip my shark episode? It did. We talked about sharks, and we talked about a gentleman named Ben Kelly, who was um, fatally attacked by a shark, and uh, I guess that was an episode, boy, what a freaking, yeah, that was episode 10. That was episode 10, I skipped that. Talked to a shark expert named Ralph Collier about sharks and um, a local shaper here who was fatally hit by a shark, attacked and killed by a shark, surfing man Risa. And that um, that was a bummer, a sweet kid. I guess I printed these out and they're not all clear to read, so I might skip some episodes, but that was one I certainly wanted to touch on. Episode 13, I talked to a longboarder named Kendra Jordan. Kendra is cool. I, I think she has like a knee injury now and she's rehabbing, but the WSL season was just about to kick off, but then it was, of course, postponed because of the pandemic. And at that point, she didn't know what was going on. One thing I learned from her was that surfers just straight up put stickers on the bottom of their board. I always wondered, are they glassed in? These are the little things I wonder about, you know, like with uniforms and little subtleties in, in sports gear, what the pros do. So I was going to ask her the stupidest questions. You know, do you get nervous out in the lineup during a competition? The answer was, yes, I do. She told me this story about how she had priority with a minute left in a heat. And her competitor turned to her and said, and she was a WSL longboarder, is a WSL longboarder. Her competitor turned to her and said, are you going to go? As a wave was coming. 
and she said just that line alone just totally froze her and she goes uh, uh, no I'm, I'm i'm not or something like that and then the competitors turned and went and then got i don't know if it was a killer wave but got enough to score and to beat kandra and to eliminate her imagine beating yourself up for that you know you travel to another continent only to freeze and defer to your competitor when they asked you if you're going to go when you have priority I can't imagine that. I get it. That sounds stressful. And it sounds like to be a professional, you need to sharpen your killer instinct there. Um, I thought that was a really interesting story and a really candid story uh, from Kendra. Uh, She was a cool guest and I need to contact her again and and talk to her. She rips too, if you ever want to check her out on Instagram. Also learned that, like I said, surfers just straight up put stickers on the bottom of their board. The, The stickers are not glassed in, which I find funny because you can scroll the internet reading about subtle concaves and all oh, the, the tucked edge starts just midway through the side bites or, you know, or, or, you know, there's a slight belly and then V and then, you know, double concave, but, and then all this stuff about like, you know, all these subtle, I'm talking millimeters of differences in the water. And then you just throw a big old sticker on the bottom of your board <laughs> and you're, and, and you're the one surfing at the highest level, no less. Let's see, episode 14, uh, eh, I don't know. I think I talked about getting stung in the mouth by a bee. Episode 15, Michelle's You Know. That's, that was probably the, my favorite episode of this year. I've mentioned him many times, uh, but he's a legendary longboarder. He's a legendary shaper, and uh, I sat down with him, and we had a nice talk for about an hour and a half. And it, to date, that remains uh, the most downloaded episode that I've done. Um. Talk to a gentleman named Squid from Baja Adventures Co. Squid, if you're listening, dude, I still want to have you on. Um, and uh, I just hooked up with him on Instagram, and um, he said he had some advice for my then forthcoming Baja trip. And we talked about surfing in Baja and some of his own surf experiences. Squid's a hotshot surfer, uh, you know. I, I get the, I, you know, I think he surfs like you know, like a five six, you know, high performance thruster, and he could bust airs and all that stuff. Nothing that I'm doing. Nice kid, though, young man, and uh, and that was a nice episode, episode 17. Episode 18 was when we introduced you to Timber Surf Co's Ryan Lynch. We learned about um, his process, his boards, his eco-minded process to surfboard manufacturing, why it's safer on the environment than the uh, preceding technologies, which, ha- which, ha- which hasn't changed since, the predominant technologies, rather, which hasn't changed since, I think, the 50s. You know, the, the, the typical polyurethane, uh, polyester <clears throat> uh, combination for your standard surfboard and, and how it's not really that good for the environment and how his boards are better for the environment. And also he makes cool shapes and he's a funny guy and we've gotten to know him uh, throughout this year. Episode 19, Surf Bro Eric stopped by again. Let's see, episode 20, we talked to uh, Anthony Wittrato of Forbes magazine. You know, full uh, disclosure, he's one of my friends I met in college. He writes for uh, Forbes magazine, formerly of Sporting News. He covers baseball. I'm a baseball geek. And I just want, I don't know, I was probably out of uh, episode ideas. So um, so we just talked about the upcoming um, baseball season. And the Dodgers finally got their ring. And, and fuck the Dodgers. Let's see. Um, episode 21... Oh, no, we're not there yet. Episode 21, Locust Surfboards, Tyler Hopkins. Another guy, unconventional board builder. I sat with him in in the shaving bay. We talked about his approach with boards. Check him out at locustsurfboards.com. 
com. Very cool, dude. Um, cool story. And user-friendly designs. But again, I think he's doing like the... I think he's doing... It's either EPS core with polyester or other way around. Polyurethane core with EPS. I think it's, yeah, EPS on top of polyurethane. Yeah. And it just... It, it lends itself to a build where the board is really strong you know it doesn't have that plastic it's strong like those old surf techs those plasticky surf techs but it's not plasticky um they it feels like a conventional surfboard with a you know um predictable flex but then they're they're not light you know they're heavy too so they're durable and they're heavy and those are bio-based resins that he used so they're, they're safer on the environment too so anyway it's 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 pretty cool the technologies with these with these shapers out there and you could tell how inarticulate i am about talking about it um but just take my word for it there's some there's cool stuff out there dude tyler hopkins locust surfboards check him out um hey two weeks later i was evacuated for a fire i discussed that on episode 22 titled evacuation September 11th, the episode was episode 23. It was my maiden voyage with the Simmons, that timber surf coast shaped for me. And I was ran over by a guy on a Walden Magic model. And it was entirely my fault after I scold you guys about, you know, getting in the way. I, I, only, I know there's some beginner surfers listening, which is why I'm offering this unsolicited advice. Um, but I was in the way of this guy. I was paddling back out to the shoulder of the break. And he ran my ass over and put a big hole in my brand new wooden surfboard, which Ryan patched up beautifully, and it looks great. Episode twenty-four. Uh, I don't know what that one was about. Check it out, though. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's really riveting. Uh, episode twenty-five. Eric gets into it with a douchebag at the hook, where there's the hook's a really popular spot in Santa Cruz. Don't go there. It's really sharky. It's really cold, and there's three hundred people all at once. It sucks. A, a decent wave though and um just this one guy just catching everything over and over and over and over again and i'm surfing on the shoulder kind of on the inside trying to avoid people and i see eric he goes for it he goes way out there he waits his damn turn he's a good surfer too and every time he got in this is this is what killed me he got into a wave he did a cutback but then dude bro on a soft top pops up behind no eric's closest to the curl so he has the correct position. He waited his turn and he's coming down the line. Then dude bro pops up in front of him, does a cutback, rams into Eric. Eric falls off the board. And then dude bro continues to now turn into a pretty decent surfer and slash and dash all the way down the line. And then when he paddles back, he does this like overly talking to his kid you know he has like 10 year old kid out there too which kind of made it kind of a little complicated he was just being such a douche in front of his son he's that was amazing grayson or whatever his kid's name was and he was being like overly positive and verbal and verbose probably to deflect what he knew he just did but he didn't own it he never apologized or anything and then i kind of i watched that and i was like whoa it pissed me off and then i eric didn't say a darn thing about it um until the guy got in his way like two or three more times again. Then it was an outright confrontation. And then I paddled over there and I lied. I said, I don't know this guy here that you keep um, cutting off, but I've watched you. and It doesn't work that way, you know? And then he told me to go back home because I don't live in Santa Cruz, which I do. But, you know, truthfully, I, I am an, I'm an import. I'm from another town. 
but I, I paid property taxes here and I have been for eight years now. So, so I feel justified in scolding a douchebag at the hook. Um, Jonathan Wayne Freeman return. Let's see. Oh yeah. We had, oh yeah. Episode 25. Okay. Episode 26. We talked to lazy surfers, Nick Peterson, a friend of the show. If you want to hear about a developer and his app and his process and his own surfing journey and tune in episode 27 cheladas con jason me and jason sat out front of a of a wave in town and uh caught a nice modello buzz and just bullshitted about surfing episode 28 jonathan wayne freeman returns to say hi to you when uh, i've been complimented on that uh, interview just a nice mellow surf conversation nice to check in with him and then uh the most recent episode uh, aside from this was uh fireman mike my buddy mike in capitola He's got great stories. He's got a great story about getting his ass kicked at Backdoor at the North Shore. Um, he's also a fan of the glider. He's a fan of the CJ Nelson boards that you see out in the field and, and out in the water. And um, and just just a cool dude. And um, I think the Fireman Mike episode embodies what my goal is with this podcast. Just to catch up with people I know that surf. People just like hearing and talking about surfing in all of its forms. And... That's what we're doing with this podcast. So it's now 4.25 a.m. And I probably bored the hell out of you going through all these episodes. But as I've said before, I got to put something out. I got to make something. If you have a podcast, once every two weeks. You know, that's not as frequent as I'd like. But it's it's kind of seems to be the pace um, that I could work into my life the best. And uh, I'm really, really grateful you're here with me. I really hope... You know, all that corny stuff is true, though. Like, hug the ones close that you love. Have a great Christmas, whatever holiday you celebrate. Have a great New Year, not New Year's. Don't drink and drive. I don't think many people are going to be out hitting the town this time around, you think? (laughs) Considering all the clubs are closed. So that's good. Times Square. Why would you ever want to stand at Times Square in the first place? But certainly Times Square ain't going to be happening. Be curious to see. I think once we get out of this pandemic, once the vaccine starts taking hold and herd immunity is taking hold, I think we're going to see some really good economic times in 2021 and 2022. And I'm not the only one thinking that. Uh, my opinion is informed from, from other um, professionals in my industry. And um, I was just talking to my CPA, in fact, and he was telling me the same thing. And, and he has a, a much uh, bigger perspective than I do at least with California businesses. So I think we're in a good place. If you could stay healthy, wear your mask. No big deal. Wear a damn mask. And then that's all. I'm not going to lecture you about anything else. You know what to do. Stay safe. And uh, I love you. I love you for listening. Um, it's really cool to make friends in surfing. And, uh, and thank you for being one of those. So until then, I'll catch you next time. I wish you happy holidays and uh, a happy new year and uh, Merry Christmas and happy Hanukkah. And happy Kwanzaa and um, happy Festivus for the rest of us. All right. Thank you for listening. This is the Midlife Surfer Podcast. And peace. Peace. And I'm on the block. Hello. And I'm on the block. In New York, I'm in Lee Rock. Hiding in my sock. Hiding in my sock. Selling every rock. What? 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 In New York, I'm in Lee Rock. Hiding in my sock. Lucis every rock. Running from the cop, uh, shooting at the ops. You know what I'm saying?